for listening to the Currency Welcome. I'm your host, Mike Gaston, and as always, I'm thrilled to have you along. Thanks for joining us. Today, I have America's Entrepreneur Coach, and my friends, that is not puffery. This is uh, this is a special guest today. Every guest is special, but I'm thrilled to have my good friend, Dave Mamano with me. Now, I've known Dave for a long time, but let me just give you a little bit of a bio so that you know who... This amazing guy is. For more than 20 years, Dave Mamano has been a serial entrepreneur. I can vouch for that. I've watched him uh, start, succeed, close, sell, and start other businesses. And uh, he thrives on starting and growing businesses. Today, he helps others start and grow their businesses by infusing the latest entrepreneurial principles into their strategy. Now, Dave is the owner of the Avanti Entrepreneurs Network. He owned a publication called Next Step Publishing back in the day. And I'm excited to have Dave join the show. So, Dave, welcome to The Currency. Mike, I am so happy to be here. You're one of my favorite people in the world. I just met your sister last week, and you could you could tell her, you could ask her, what did Dave say about you? And she'll probably take a deep breath, and she'll be like, wow, he really likes you, Mike, because I, I was talking to you big time. So I'm, I'm so glad that of your success and that I've been a part of yours as well. You have, I, I was going to tease and say, I'm going to have to find out how much you paid her to give me a good answer. But, <laughs> now, we've known each other, just for the audience's sake, we have both been in an organization called Entrepreneurs Organization, or EO. In fact, you were the president of the chapter when I joined many years ago. This is like 15 years ago, at least. Yep. Uh, and we did spend some time in a forum together, which is a group of like eight to 12 people. You sit down once a month, you share your deepest, darkest business challenges and your greatest successes get advice from each other. So I've known you for quite a while, and I've known you on a level where I've gotten into your business and into your life. And uh, so I'm thrilled to have you along. You really are entrepreneur, America's entrepreneur coach. Uh, now, how long have you been doing Avanti? That's been a handful of years now after you wrapped up Next Step Publishing. Yeah, it's been about three years, so just a little over three years. Uh, and it's it's as as most entrepreneurial adventures, it's morphed and twisted and turned into something I never, you know, dreamed of what it could be, and uh, and and I'm and I'm loving it. But uh, the first iteration of Avanti was uh, really launched in January of 2016. Okay, and I, I want to get into your story a little bit, but before we do some of that, I want to let the audience know not only does Dave run this entrepreneurial network, which we'll get into and explain. Uh, he also has a podcast. It's not as successful, I would say, as the currency. <laughs> because whereas I'm getting guests like Dave Mamano, he's having like small time people like Grant Cardone on his podcast. But, um, you know, he'll get to my level at some point. I'm of trying. Course, I'm trying. I'm being facetious. Uh, you, you recently had Grant Cardone on your podcast, which just blew my mind. Uh, fantastic discussion. But you've been doing a podcast for a number of years. You actually have a radio program. You have a television show now uh, in our local market. I mean, I, I wonder when you sleep. You just seem to be doing so much. So congratulations on everything you're doing. And we'll throw some links in the description of this uh, show here for folks that want to check out some of your things like your podcast and your show. But Dave, tell me a little bit about your start in entrepreneurship. And then I want to kind of fast forward into where you are now and uh, and what you're doing. Sure. So, yeah, I'll try to I'll try to condense it because, as, as you mentioned, it's a, a 20 plus year journey. But back in 1995, I was 25 and I was working for a radio station. Nice people love love the people in radio, but I wasn't fulfilled. Right. I, I felt like I had so much more potential. 
and it, I feel like it wasn't my calling, right? So I, I just constantly said, I, I, I think I'm supposed to start a business. And then I had an idea to, to, to start a magazine for high school students called Next Step that would help them with college career and life planning. And it was a passion of mine just to help youth with their future. So I'm 25, no marriage, no kids, no nothing. Had a geo prism. Remember those? I said, you know, if I yeah. lose that, I will be okay. And uh, so I took the leap. You know, I took the leap, um, quit my real job, uh, started the magazine just in Rochester, obviously our hometown. And the whole idea was it was a free magazine in bulk to the high schools. And we'd make our money by selling ads, mostly to colleges. So quit the job. Started selling ads, started, you know, making enough money to break even on the first issue. Now, when I say break even, like pay expenses, I wasn't making any money. So at <laughs> night, I was working at Ruby Tuesdays and Mario's Via Bruzzi at the time. Now, Mario's now, it's they, they just tore it down, uh, unfortunately, for possibly a Whole Foods. But I was there. I worked at, it was, you know, during the day, I was a, you know, a lustrous uh, magazine publisher. And, uh, you know, by night, I was serving uh, meatballs and cutting broccoli for the Ruby Tuesday salad bar. So, you know, so, and that's, you know, that's entrepreneurial lesson number one. You, you do whatever it takes, right? And, uh, you know, like have pride, have an ego, put it in your back pocket when you need to do it because a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, if you see behind the curtain, there's a lot of other stuff going on that, you know, 15 years later, when you see this massively successful person, um, you know, on stage in front of thousands, driving a nice car, or a nice house, you know, look back behind the curtain for the past 15 years. And you're going to see a lot of people chopping broccoli and serving meatballs or doing whatever it took to get there. Right. And I'm sure you've done that, too, Mike. Right. I, you know, I never served meatballs, but I've, I've chopped my fair share of broccoli for sure. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> yeah. go. Well, I think um, that's a that's a quality I've I've noticed and I've heard like people that are more entrepreneurial owners, they're not afraid, they're not ashamed to put themselves out there and work hard. They're not they're willing to do grunt work, they're willing to do whatever it takes to get to their goal. They're not looking for everybody's adulation, they're looking to be successful. And so they're focused on a different goal than a lot of folks, which is a lot of folks just want to be re- respected, look good and uh, fit the fit the part and entrepreneurs want to win. Yeah, I think I think true entrepreneurs do do a really good job into something that if you've ever read the book uh, Man Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, one of my favorite quotes out of that book is don't chase success, create value and success will find you. When I read that I'm like, "Oh, that that is the answer, right?" And you know, create the value, create the value that people like want to give you money for, right? Pure capitalist Atlas shrug stuff. Um, a big capitalist make value, create value. People will pay you what that value is worth, and that's that's how you win as, as in, in life as an, and especially as an entrepreneur. So I always remember that after I read that book, like I have to create such incredible value that people will will, will they'll just find me because I'm helping people with this value, and they'll want to pay me a fair price for it. And I think sure. that's another great lesson for entrepreneurs. So how long did you run Next Step Publishing? So we ended up, you know, got it going in Rochester, brought it to Buffalo, Syracuse, brought it all to New York State within about three years. And then I got bored, as most entrepreneurs do. I wanted to go nationwide. But if I all of a sudden had one nationwide edition, I would lose most of my advertisers because they were like local colleges. Uh, So I decided to franchise, right? So I set up a separate company to franchise. Three years after that, we're in every state. So we have 17 regional editions around the country covering every state, 20,000 plus high schools, five times a year. Between print, online, all that good stuff, we're, we're reaching about 3 million high school students per year. Um, with all the revenue, we're, you know, we're doing north of 4 million, very profitable, and life is good. Like I'm an Inc. 5000 company three years in a row, Rochester top 100 company, 
you know, nominated for, you know, uh, Rochester Small Business Person of the Year twice. Like, I got it going on. And and that's when that's when you're in trouble, right? When you're like, okay, because I, I should have been a little bit more preparatory with what was to come, which was that digital revolution. And, you know, of course, teens in print were not part of that, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> and essentially, after about three years of, of, and I would say it was about 2011 to 2014 is when it really kicked in hard. And, and when I say kicked in hard, it was basically the advertisers saying, Dave, we love you. We love your company. We love Next Step, the people. We just don't want print anymore. So give us all your digital stuff. I, I can't tell you how many times I heard that. So what happened was we ended up retiring the magazine in 2014 and went all online. Well, it never was the same as most magazines and, and newspapers. You just don't have as much real estate to sell. And and so our revenue just took a nosedive. And what happened is I did put it all online Tried some different iterations, opened up a retail center for college planning, opened up an online school for teens. Never really was the same, uh, you know, kind of momentum that we had in the beginning. I kind of lost my my luster for what we were doing because I wasn't really providing good content anymore. It became a lot more transactional type of business, which really okay. didn't excite me. So I packaged it all up and I sold it, right? And, um, and that's, that was winding down. Um, I got a phone call. I was, on, I was just driving down 490, and I got a phone call from this kid, Ben. I say kid. He was 25 at the time. So this is about three and a half years ago. He calls me, and he says, Dave, remember me? You met with me. I was graduating college, and I wanted to start a company, and I just picked your brain. I go, of course, I remember you. And I did that a lot. But this kid, this kid really stood out because he asked a lot of great questions, and he took a lot of notes, right? I remember he had a notebook, and I always liked that, right? Because I don't want yeah, people to me forget too. Me yeah, too. like <laughs> pay attention, you know, and, and take notes so you can re- you can review later. And and uh, so he goes, yeah, I took a lot of notes. And he goes, it's, you know, five years later, my business is doing really well. Oh, and I look back at my notes and uh, he goes, Dave, I'm doing a lot of things you told me to do. And uh, he goes, I just wanted to call and thank you. And I'm like, that is so nice. You know, I go, appreciate that. First of all, thanks for listening to me. And thanks for giving me a call. That's great. You know. And so then at the end of the call, I was about to hang up and he goes, Dave, Dave, he goes, you should do this for a living. You should help people start and grow businesses because that's what you do. And I said, uh, you know, there's something there. I came back to the office and I uh, I met with Diana Fisher, who was my marketing person at the time. And, and she's been with me for, you know, 15 years. And I said, Diana, you know what? We're going to start a new company. It's going to be called davidmamano.com. And we're going to help people start and grow businesses. And, and she was used to my, you know, sporadic, frenetic ideas. So she went with it. And, you know, the first mission was to create a curriculum. So we, we created a program to help people start businesses and grow businesses, uh, put it online as well. I got some clients just from good old fashioned, rolled up my sleeves, making it happen. But then I said, geez, if I had an event, you know, I'd, I'd have a couple hundred people in the audience that would be great prospects for my coaching. So we had a great event, brought in Norm Brodsky from Columnist for from Inc. Magazine for 25 years, had some other great entrepreneurs there, had an all-day Avanti Summit speakers, had about 200 people there, sponsors. It was fantastic. Got some clients from that, worked out really well, made some money. We said, let's do another one. Then another one in the fall, this is 2016, another one in the fall for women entrepreneurs. Uh once again, knock that out of the park. Great event. It was really successful. I also started my podcast, Avanti Entrepreneur Podcast, um, in October of 2016. And, and since then, I've had over 150 guests. And it's been probably the favorite thing that I do. Love, love it. Because, you know, obviously, um, I'm providing great content for the Avanti family. But, you know, personally, 
I get to learn and grow. Like you mentioned Grant Cardone, like I got Grant Cardone on my podcast live and I got to ask him anything I wanted, right? Yeah, that was amazing. So, yeah, so it's so much fun. I just had Ellen Latham from Orange Theory Fitness. She's the founder. Incredible story. I got to ask her anything I want. I mean, 10 years ago, she was uh, out of work, uh, single single mother, uh, not knowing what to do. You know, now fast forward 10 years, uh, 1,200 franchises, and she her company's worth $1 billion, valued at $1 billion, wow. right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, I got to ask her. And so, in fact, I got her to come to my conference. She's going to be a speaker at my my conference coming up this year, which we can talk more about. But I never probably would have been able to build that relationship without my podcast. So that's been the fun thing. We do mastermind groups. We have coaching programs. We have events. So um, and now we're starting to launch chapters of Auntie Chapters in different cities around the country. And, and at the end of the day, it's just a really great community of entrepreneurs who want to grow and learn and connect together. We care certainly about business and profits, don't get me wrong, but we also care about other aspects of being a successful entrepreneur. What do I mean by that? Well, how about checking the box of health, mental health, physical health? How about checking the box of like relationships, right? Spouse, kids, friends, family, parents. How about checking the box with spirituality, if, if that's important to you, which you know on most people it is. How about checking that box, right? How about checking your box with finances, nutrition, whatever categories are important to you? Let's not only focus on business and profits, but once again, we will, but also that, that, let's be that entrepreneur that gets in the end zone and spikes the ball and says like, wow, I, I maxed out all these areas of my life. And it, what, 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 a, what a proud moment for me. You know, That's what we want for Avanti entrepreneurs is that they're just so well-rounded that they've, they've checked off every box of all these different areas of their life. Dave, let me ask you, I mean, you've built this entrepreneurs network, the Avanti network, and you're offering all these things that help an entrepreneur succeed. And yet there are other groups. I mentioned EO. We, you and I met through Entrepreneurs Organization. There's Vistage, which used to be called, was the Vistage called Tech at one point? It was called it Tech, was, yeah. 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 So you've got these other groups. I know there's a Christian one called C12. There's these different groups already for entrepreneurs. But you're the kind of guy that sees a gap in the market. You must have seen some need that wasn't being met because you don't – if I've ever, like, you don't seem like a copycat, like, hey, the guy down the street's got a good laundromat, I'm going to open a laundromat. So what what makes Avanti different? And what need do you think you're meeting that the other groups maybe aren't oriented around? Sure. Well, I'd love to say I did all this research and I found the hole in the market. That would make me sound really smart. But, <laughs> you know, it really just, um, it, it just, um, the vision became alive due to the need in, in the market. And here's what I mean by that. So I started my coaching programs and I was helping any entrepreneur, right? But the people who, who tended to, to come to me were probably the, the, the more of the small to medium sized businesses. Maybe they're doing 500,000. They want to do 2 million. So more early stage entrepreneurs. Yeah. Yeah. So that just naturally happened. Right. And because that's the kind of guy I am, like I, you know, I'm a startup guy. I'm the mad scientist, right? I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the zero to about three or 4 million guy. And then I need help or I need to sell it. Right. And, and then, you know, and then I, uh, I attracted this, this person uh, to me who said, Dave, I would love for you to form like a, like a mastermind group to uh, help entrepreneurs. And so I put it on LinkedIn and Facebook, just locally, Rochester, New York. Hey, Business owners getting together once a month, um, thousand bucks a year. Uh, let's get together and help each other. Confidential format, and I would say all of the people that contacted me were small to medium sized businesses. Most of them under a million. 
that wanted yeah. to grow. Sure. Um, so that became really the hole in the market that I filled because, you know, EO, I mean, you know, I love EO. I started a local chapter, was in it for yeah. 13 years. Yeah. Um, but you have to be a million dollar business to join, right? Um, you know, Vistage, another great organization. But, you know, they're they're usually a multi-million dollar company trying to grow to their next level. So what I created yeah. was that experience for the rest of us, right? So for the the, the people that, that aren't in that bracket yet with revenue but want to get there, I created that experience for them. And I would say, so, that, so that's a gap. You found an underserved component of the entrepreneurial world. And these are these smaller, early stage, small businesses. But these are people that want to grow. So it's one thing to say, hey, I'm, I'm a, I've got a pickup truck and a shovel, and I just make a living as an entrepreneur kind of doing odd jobs. That's one thing. You're serving somebody that's saying, I want to grow, and, and that's an underserved market. So you're helping people scale, reach their goals, and become something that they're not. Exactly. Yeah, we, you know, our tagline is, we help you become the entrepreneur that you dreamed of being. Okay. Because a lot of yeah. times, you know, you start a business and you have all these, you know, grandiose ideas, um, and then you get behind the curtain, and, you know, there is there's a lot of digging with the shovel, right? Pick and shovel work, we call it. Yeah. And it's yeah. not always sexy. It's yeah. usually not sexy. 90% of entrepreneurship is not sexy, right? What? I mean, it's hard work. That's strange because my whole experience has been nothing but sexy. I'm surprised to hear you say that. <laughs> well, you know, you brought it back, Mike. You brought it back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bet, buddy. You bet. This you know, is I've, great, always, I've always loved you, Mike, because you, you know, I, I, to, I think I told you this when I first met you. I feel like you're an old soul. I was telling your sister when I met her last week, I feel like, you know, Mike was, you know, back in the day, he was by Moses' side helping him and, and he's, he continues to bring this wisdom, you know? So I don't know. I just get well, that gotta, feeling about you. I, I love it. First of all, let me just give a shout out to my sister, Lisa Tiffin. If you're listening, Lisa, uh, you, you, you gotta, you gotta give Dave a, a, a thumbs up for this one. But um, I, it's funny that you say that because when I shut my agency down about two and a half years ago, shortly thereafter, I turned 50 and I kind of just, it was just an experience, right? And I was tired. Like I was excited to turn 50, I, but I felt like, oh, kind of my better days are gone and now we're going to, and I, I guess I just needed a process. I, I needed some time to process the last 15, 20 years of my entrepreneurial journey. And now I feel young again, like I'm excited about building and growing. So I appreciate the old soul comment, but I, I hope that I'm not exuding um, a lack of energy. <laughs> no, and by old soul, Mike, I just mean wisdom. I just mean like the, oh, sage, know, the sage wisdom. Your well, energy you. is super fantastic. Your smile, I mean, like forget about it. That's all that the Italian me can say is forget about it. You know, you look fantastic. I love you. Look you, marvelous. Too. you look marvelous. You look marvelous. <laughs> hey, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned, thank you, you mentioned events, and yes. that was a big part of Avanti. Take a moment, because you, you alluded, there's an event coming up, I think it's later this year, but tell us about this event. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm taking an entrepreneurial leap myself, you know, leap in the net will appear, right? So um, usually my events have been one day long, you know, kind of a 7.30 to 5 type of thing. Um, and how big? Usually a couple hundred people? Yeah, 150 to 200 people, right? Okay, that's a good and, stilt. Uh, that's a lot to coordinate. Yeah, yeah. And and I love it. You know, I get great energy from it. Some people think events are a nightmare. I love it. I love it, you know. Um, so uh, this January, I went to San Diego. I went to a three-day conference. This woman, a uh, great woman, Allison Maslin from uh, the Pinnacle Network, she put on a three-day show. 
three-day conference. And um, she, she's kind of a West Coast version of what I'm trying to do. You know, she's been at it for about 15 years, so she's ahead of me. Um, but really great person, right? And she had a three-day event, speakers, you know, and I really just liked the way she did it. And I said, you know, I think I'm going to try to have a three-day program. You know, Rochester, you know, Rochester, New York, you know, the greater Rochester, there's a million people. There's, you know, I think there's like 30,000 small businesses in town. Wow. And, um, and you know, it's time. It's time to bring Rochester an event like this. So what I'm doing October 16th through the 18th, calling it the Avanti Live Summit, we have 10 speakers over three days. We're having it at the penthouse on one East Ave right downtown. And um, I'm just really psyched. We're going to we're bringing in, like I said, Ellen Latham from Orange Theory Fitness. We're bringing in Carl Gold, who is one of the first Tony Robbins coaches. I have a woman named Kaylin Ellsbury, who is one of the most active, longest surviving cystic fibrosis patients. Uh, I mean, just so many incredible, inspiring uh, speakers that are here to not only inspire you and give you great energy, but takeaways. Like there's going to be a workbook and you're going to be doing work throughout the conference. But after that, you know, you'll be able to re- review that you and your team and actually implement and execute what you're learning at the conference. Because I've been to so many conferences where I bring it back. My team wasn't there. I didn't take great notes. Two months later, it's like, all right, it was a great rah-rah session. I'm glad I went. I met some people. But I want all that stuff. But I also want like I want action. I want people to be like, all right, let's, this is what I'm doing because of the Avanti Live Summit. Sure. This, uh, so this is going to be October 16th and 18th, three-day event, Rochester. And what is putting an event like this like? I mean, I, the logistics of a one-day has to be something. And I'm thinking there's the logistics of just setting it all up and getting the speakers. I mean, that's just that's block and tackle. The thing that would give me hives is <laughs> getting butts and seats. How do you get people to come to an event like that? A lot of hives. A lot of hives. Um, I mean, is it, is it Facebook ads? Are you just smiling and dialing? I mean, like, how does someone how does someone populate an event? It really is a combo of everything. It's a combo of like me thinking of, oh, I got to email Mike Gaston about my event, and like like just literally me emailing Mike Gaston about my event. So everything from that to social media, digital marketing, email marketing. This is the first time uh, that I've actually hired an event company. Oh, and wow. they're actually outside of Rochester because uh, they're one of the um, uh, they're one of you know Cameron Harold right so I called yeah. Cameron oh, yeah. and I said Cameron yeah. if you were to plan a big event who would you use and he gave me the name of this woman her name is Suzanne Evans and uh, I called her and I hired her so she's actually in charge of of helping me build this event filling the seats creating revenue the whole work so for the first time I bucked up and I, I hired uh, an event company because. I told her, I said, this is Rochester's a dry run because in 2020, I want to go, I want to go to like Orlando or Charlotte or Atlanta. I want to go to more of a bigger a big, city big known for conferences yeah. and attract people from all over the country. Because like I said, we're building these Avanti network chapters all over the country. And, you know, someone living in Scottsdale, Arizona, you know, I don't know how excited they are to come to Rochester. They should be, but I just, you know, four flights later, they're here. Um, whereas if they get to Orlando, it's a direct flight, yada, yada. So I'm, I'm thinking I want to take this more, more to the next level sure. 2020. Sure. So Suzanne and her team is going to, is, is really going to help me. You get, you're going to, as your, as your buddy Grant says, you're going to 10 exit. I'm going to 10 exit. I'm going to 10 exit. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to do it. Got to do That's it. Right. Awesome. 10 X. 
My guest today is David Mamano. He is the founder, CEO, and owner of the Avanti Entrepreneur Network. Check Dave's company out. You can read all about this event. You can read more about the Avanti Network. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to get in business, you want to grow, this is a great resource. Dave's got so much that he offers. Just go to avantientrepreneur.com. That's A-V-A-N-T-I entrepreneur.com. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to dig into how do you build a brand? How do you how do you create the magic that Dave's been able to create over the last three years? So stick around. Folks, thanks so much for joining me today on this episode of The Currency. Hopefully you're having as much fun listening as I am interviewing today's guest. We're going to get right back to the show in just a minute, but I want to ask you for two really easy, really quick favors. The first is... If you haven't already, please subscribe. The Currency is delivered weekly. And if you enjoy branding, strategy, marketing, a little bit of entrepreneurship, then this is the show for you. Just go over to iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, anywhere the five podcasts are provided, and hit that subscribe button. You'll get The Currency delivered hot and fresh to your digital device of choice every week. Now, the second thing I'm asking is for you to leave a review. It really helps the show get found. Every time someone leaves a review on iTunes or Spotify or any of these platforms, it signals both to the platform and to their audiences that this is a podcast worthy of attention. It helps promote the podcast and it helps potential listeners know if this is something that they should invest their time in. So if you wouldn't mind, take a moment, subscribe and leave a review. It helps me out immensely. Now, let's get back to today's show. And we're back. We're back with Dave Mamano. He is America's entrepreneur coach. And I want to dig in to kind of what we're talking about around the event. So Dave's talking about uh, he's doing this event on October 16th and 18th in Rochester. And then after that, you're saying, Dave, you want to go to this larger market like in Atlanta and do something more on a regional national level. Uh, you know, and I said earlier, like just the idea of how do you fill those seats? I'd break out in hives with the, with the thought of it. Um, I shouldn't admit that as a marketer. As a marketer, I'd say, oh, I've got, a, I've got a system for that. But one of the things that stood out to me that you said, I really appreciated, you said, I went to Cameron Harold. Now, this is something that's pretty successful and well-known in entrepreneur circles. And you asked him, what would you do if you were in my shoes? I thought that was really insightful because a lot of entrepreneurs were just so used to being the source of our own solutions. We're the kind of people that wait tables at night while we're driving a business I don't. I, I mean, some entrepreneurs do this naturally, but I've never been one to ask for advice. It just doesn't occur to me. It was really smart to say to Cameron, hey, what would you do in my shoes? So as you're building this brand, I want to ask you the same question. You're building really what is a reputation brand. People are believing in who you are and what you have to offer, like that young man that came to you and said, hey, I want some advice. What advice would you give someone that wants to build their brand? You've been very successful in building this in a very short period of time. I mean, you could just be dealing with a handful of people on a coaching level, but you've built this into something bigger. What advice would you give around building a reputation brand? I would say, you know, the first step is to is to build the core of the product, right? Have the have the product, you know, as we talked about before, have such value of helping people that you know you get the flywheel turning. You know, you're always going to be doing some, uh, I'll say, outbound sales and marketing efforts, but. At some point, too, uh, you're also getting a lot of inbound activity because of, of the success and the value and people are talking about you and 
So, so build that first, right? I see some, some people starting to franchise or license um, companies or products, you know, before they're successful in their, in their hometown, right? And so, you know, put the stake in the ground saying, all right, I have a, I have a sustainable business that's providing value. Now it's time to say, okay, nationwide global domination, here we come. And the best way to, the best way that I've always done that is, you know, I say to myself, why go at it alone? So one thing I've done over the years, and a lot of it is because of EO, is I built up an incredible network of people that are much smarter than me, like Cameron Harold. Wow. Cameron Harold has another great saying that I love, where if you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. And that always stuck <laughs> to me, like good leaders are, they want to surround themselves with the people that are smarter than them, especially in areas of deficiencies. So so I knew that Cameron would, would you know, know somebody who's a great event planner, right? And uh, so I'm like, well, I could spend an hour on Google and all this stuff, or I could ask Cameron. And darn it, he was right. So as you expand your brand, surround yourself with people that have been there and done that and have that collaborative spirit that want to help you, want to see you succeed. And, you know, and how can you help them down the road too? Like Cameron's, you know, I don't know if he's expecting anything in return, but guess what? When I can afford to have Cameron Harold speak at my event, I'm going to do it, right? And uh, so it comes around, goes around. Um, and then I, I would say the next step after that. So, you know, step one is secure the beachhead, make it work in your town. Step two is start surrounding yourself with advisors and, and, and guides uh, of people that, that can help you bring, bring you to that next level. Um, and then as you find people to carry the torch in different areas and that's, you know, expanding the brand, um, you know, you want to find people that have similar, uh, I'll say character, similar values. Like for me, you know, Somebody who is just just into like making a buck, I don't really connect well with those people. Sure, like, don't get me sure. wrong, I want to make a buck. I mean, the more money I make, the more people I can help. The more money I have for charity, the more and tools I have for the mamano whatever we want to do. Right? So, right. Like, I want to make a profit. I'm not one of these, you know, uh, touchy feely kumbaya guys that like, oh no, let's spread the wealth. No, I want to make a gob of money. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, <laughs> I want to help people. I want to make a difference in people's lives with, with the way we're making money. It's because I want to be, be providing so much value that it's worth it. People are paying us because we're transforming lives. We're helping people. We're helping people, like I said before, not only with business, but all those other areas of their life that, that matter um, in the end zone of life, right? And so I want to find people that are drinking that Kool-Aid to help me expand that 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 mission sure. to different cities. Sure. And, you know, so we have a vetting process and, and and really it's just being able to talk to these people and getting a good vibe of do I connect with them? Are they are they it's you know, what's important to me is important to them, too. And do I do I believe it? Uh, because they're going to be the brand ambassadors. Right. They're going to carry the torch that much further. Right. So, so what when, when you think of Avanti as a brand? Because there's Dave Mamano, who's a brand. There's Avanti, but when I think of Avanti as a brand, what what expectation or what promise is Avanti making to its market? If you had to distill it down in one concept, yeah, we just want to provide you with so much uh, uh, of the tools, the resources, the content, the community that is is going to help you be that entrepreneur that you really wanted to be when you first started that business, right? So maybe you're a year into it and you're like frenetic, you're freaking out, you're getting hives, you're worrying about, you're doing everything else besides what you really wanted to do in the business, right? So we want to, quote unquote, stop that insanity. Let's help you figure out how you can get back to doing what you want to do while you became an entrepreneur 
and, you know, kind of, you know, delegate those things, not abdicate, but delegate those things that you don't enjoy doing, set up systems to expect what you are, inspect what you expect so that you still know what's going on, but it, but frees you up so you could do what you sure. enjoy, your superpower, I like to call it, right? Sure. What you enjoy yep. doing, what brings value to your customers. So that's step one, what we want to do is, is, is really help you kind of change up that engine so your V8 is, is you know, running as efficiently as it can. And number two is um, not only look at business, but look at those other areas of your life. How's your mental health? How's your physical sure. health? How's your relationships? Because there's so many entrepreneurs that I know have a lot of money. But you know what? Fourth marriage, kids don't want to talk to them. Uh, they're ill, right? They haven't been healthy. You know, um, mm-hmm. they're, they're spiritually empty. And for me, it's like, great, you got a couple million bucks in the bank or whatever it is. But, you know, you're not a success in my mind because all these other areas have not been fulfilled. So we want to we want to make sure that you're you're checking every box when it comes to being a successful entrepreneur. So so the brand promise is we're going to help get you from point A to B in a way that's healthy. We're going to we're going to assist you getting to what your goals are. Nobody wakes up saying, I want to have a ruined uh, love life and be estranged from my kids. Your brand promise is we're going to get you to your goals and we're going to help you do it in a way that's dynamic and fulfilling and, and good. And that's yes. that's the brand promise. So when you started the company a few years ago, how did you, what what did you do to get that message out there? So you, you did events. I mean, was it mostly like, you know, guerrilla stuff like ground, ground, hand to hand combat where you're just connecting with people, coaching, mastermind? Because, I mean, you've really built a brand in a short period of time. And I'm just curious, like what activities helped you do that quickly? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's everything from sheer will of just rolling up my sleeves, getting out there, meeting people, assigning people up for my events and my mastermind groups. I have to say a really big thing is the compound effect of my podcast, right? Um, the average podcaster lasts 12 weeks, and uh, I'm kind of happy about that because <laughs> I'm coming on three years. So you <laughs> I think know, I'm just, at the six-week mark, so we'll see if we make it. <laughs> I know you will. I know you got it, Mike. I know you got it. Well, the only reason I, I was it. able to get, get, you know, get Grant Cardone on my podcast is because you know I, I asked his assistant, and she was like, uh, she vetted the heck out of me. How many downloads? How long you've been doing it? Who else has been on your podcast? You know, yeah. And I passed the test because you know I'm, I'm approaching 100,000 downloads. I've had some of his contemporaries like Ed Milet, who's you know they, they've been on each other's shows. Sure. I've had some you know Kevin Harrington yep. used to be on Shark Tank, etc. You know, Alan Latham, founder of Orange Theory. So they probably looked at my guest list and said, "All right, you know, he's getting some good names, got enough downloads." Um, and so that helped me. Like, get this. So. I think that what you're saying is, you know, how do you build the brand? And and yeah, you know, a lot of it in the beginning is grunt work, right? Pick and shovel work, doing whatever it takes. But then I think the long term is just the consistency of your marketing efforts, right? It is a long play. There's no doubt. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing my podcast Mm -hmm. for almost three years. It'll be three years in October. And I just found out I was so happy about this. This is one of those little things that just makes my month, maybe my year. So Gino Wickman who started oh, yeah, EOS Traction, right? Yeah. So we have a mutual friend. We spoke on the phone about a year ago because I wanted you know, to be on my podcast. But he's kind of behind the scenes now. He's working on some different things. So, you know, he gave me some of his other people. But, we, you know, he, he, um, he, I asked him to listen to my podcast at least. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. He, you know, he was working on some other things in the future. Um, and he said, you know, maybe maybe in the future we'll be in touch. I said, okay, Gino, that sounds great. But I signed him up to receive my weekly email for my podcast. That's about a year ago, right? 
So apparently he's been listening because he just emailed me. So this is Gino Wickman, right? I mean, this is a big guy. And he said, um, he goes, oh, I just finished a new book and I'm launching a different program and I want to talk to you about it and see if there's any synergies. And he goes, oh, by the way, in my book, I listed, he said, in his opinion, the top 15 most influential podcasts for entrepreneurs. Guess what? I'm on that list. I was awesome. like- Awesome. Congratulations. I was blown away. I'm Dave Mamano yeah. here in Rochester, New York. Like, I know I'm putting out great content, but there's a lot of people putting out great content. But I think that I've just been at it for three years, working hard, promoting it, getting great guests, and and then just like, boom, um, blessings equal uh, blessings and hard work, right? Boom, it happens. And yeah. so when that book comes out, I think that's going to be great for my podcast, right? So that's, sure. that's those, are, those are the things that yeah, I think you just got to remember to do. There's no silver bullet. It's just, it's the long play of marketing efforts and sales efforts. Well, what I like when I'm listening, I mean, and I I try to push a little bit just to kind of get at this, but I'm hearing three things. One is you you had the brand figured out, like you're able to articulate, you know, the value that you're creating, you know, the people you're serving, you've got your market, you understand them and you kind of resonate with them. You said, Hey, I'm kind of this kind of guy. I'm I'm more interested in helping the person go from 500,000 to 6 million versus 20 million to 200. Not that you wouldn't do that, but you know, your audience, you've got your value proposition. Uh, the second thing is that you live the brand. It wasn't just that you've got it figured out on paper, but you're just everything that you're doing is the brand, whether it's coaching or events, and it's all integrated with the brand. Then the third thing is consistency. You're, you're hanging in there for the long haul, and it's starting to pay off exponential dividends. And I think that's, that's a really powerful formula. And I know for myself, I mean, I'm a branding strategist, but as an entrepreneur, sometimes that long-term stickability is tough because I put a podcast out, and if I don't get a ton of downloads, I'm depressed. You know, I, I, it's like I want that immediate feedback that tells me you're doing great. And I think really it's about that slow one foot in front of the other. It's the tortoise and the hare and the tortoise always wins, doesn't he? So Dave, this is really interesting. What's been the most difficult thing? I mean, over the last handful of years in doing this, what's, you know, is there a failure? Is there a setback? I mean, what's one thing you could share with us that, because I know we always want to come out and, and not, I don't mean you like me. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You know, I mean, I yeah. might not t- so I know you're doing fantastic, but like, what's been one thing that you'd be willing to share that's been tough for you over the last few years? Well, I, I would say, you know, the, the, the demise really of my previous company, um, you know, we salvaged what we could and sold it. But, um, you know, next up, it was, it was, you know, it was a thriving business. I had 15 employees, a lot of freelancers and part-timers, interns from local colleges, um, it was a fun business, right? I mean, we we were reaching high school students in every state. And um, so that was tough. That was tough to just all of a sudden see an external force, you know, just completely knock the baloney out of it. It was, a, yeah. you know, and, and then trying to salvage it and, and uh, you know, quote unquote, failing at the salvage, right? I mean, I did, sure. I did a retail center, as I mentioned. I did an online school. And they, they both, you know, they, they both were not successful businesses. Right. And, uh, so it was tough. So then, you know, you go, you go from being on top of the world where you say my poop doesn't stink to like, did I get lucky? You know, like, um, was that a fluke? Yeah. Yeah. Was that a fluke? And, uh, and you know, and then, you know, because the business is, is going down, people are leaving, you have to let people go. And so, you know, and then these, and then these new ventures aren't making it. So, you know, I mean, I'm like you, I like, 
you know, I, I get back on my feet and, and charge forward. Uh, but, you know, certainly is bruising to the ego and the confidence and the self-esteem. Sure. Um, but you got to say, you know what, you know, we, we, um, the, the, the people that succeed long term, you know, probably have tried and failed more times than most people have ever even tried. Right. Right. And um, and I got to remember that, you know, you look at any successful person. There's there's always some failures along the way. Um, you know, I love watching uh, uh, the Ray Kroc McDonald's movie. Right. The founder. Yeah, that's a I mean, great movie. What was he, 52, 53, when he, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, finally went into a McDonald's and, um, and uh, you know, and he had failed businesses before that and and then, uh, you know, created what still is the largest restaurant in the world, right? Whether you like the food or not, it's the largest restaurant in oh, the world. <laughs> and a huge brand. What, like, if you were to pull one takeaway out of the whole failure, like, what is it that you think you learned from that? Besides the fact that, hey, I got back on my feet and got back in the ring, but did, was there a lesson you got from that? Yeah, my nature, you know, people say you're supposed to do uh, ready, aim, fire, right? And, you know, I think when my when next step, the revenue was was going down, I was such an almost like a panic mode of, of trying to reinvent and, and uh, recapture the revenue and keep the people, right? Because these, these people were, you know, yeah. my, they were my family. They were with me for a long time. And I, I think, in, you know, sometimes an entrepreneur is guilty of, of ready, fire, aim, I think I was even worse. I think I was like fire, 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 <laughs> you know, yeah. and, um, you know, people are giving me advice like, oh, Dave, don't open up a retail center. Retail's tough, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, it's going to work. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to franchise it. Well, you know what? What a freaking mistake that was. Once again, learning lesson, but that was an expensive learning lesson, right? Um, sure. So sure. I, I would I would say the learning lesson for me is to take that deep breath, you know, at least do the ready fire aim instead of fire, 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 or, you know, fire ready aim. Um, and, uh, and, and listen to the people and, and take a little time before pulling the trigger and, uh, new products, new ideas, or, or even decisions, right. Or reactions. That probably was the best lesson for me. To not, to not just react and react and react, but to sit back and think it through a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. That's fantastic advice. It's a tough way to learn that, but on the other side, you're going to always have that understanding and depth, and you wouldn't have gotten it any other way if you'd always been successful. We're always going to find some difficulty in life. It's great to learn those lessons and be able to apply them later. And uh, I've watched you go through the next step, wind down, and then do this Avanti, and it's just blown my mind. It it feels like, I mean, I knew that Avanti or Next Step was struggling a little bit just because the market changed. You didn't do anything wrong, but the way people researched information and magazines, just the whole publishing world changed. But it was almost like you stepped off a sinking boat onto a speedboat and just, you know, sunglasses and scarf intact and just zipped <laughs> off to the to the finish line. So um, thank you for being open about what that was like. What's the one thing that you're most proud of now? If you look back, not just Avanti, but Next Step and everything you've done so far as an entrepreneur, what are you most proud of? You know, I'm really proud. Uh, I, I just did an event on Friday where we have monthly events for our, our local Avanti chapter. And I brought in a speaker. You may know her, Cindy Crowley. Uh, she's a sales trainer. <clears throat> and so so before the event, uh, I got there a little early. Of course, she got there a little early to set up. And uh, and she goes, um, oh, Dave, I've been, I've been telling a lot of people for the past couple of weeks that I'm, I'm doing this event with you. And... She goes, you know what, Dave? 
everybody likes you. Everyone had a smile. I like Dave. He always, you know, they had something positive to say about Dave Mamano. And for being an entrepreneur for 20 plus years in what is relatively, you know, a small city that you can go around and you could say my name and people have good things to say about me. I'm proud of that. I'm proud that my character and, you know, um, and just my reputation has, has stood the test of time during the good, bad and ugly times. That's 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 something, and often all we have is our name. I remember going through the economic crisis, and you talked about some of your struggles. But when the economic crisis hit, I had an agency, a design group, and we got hit hard. I mean, we were over a million in revenue. We dropped down to like four hundred thousand overnight. In the same situation, I didn't want to let people go. I love these people. It was just tough. My biggest fear was like, what will people think of me if I fail, reputation wise? And um, someone said to me. Look, people know you're not perfect. They love you anyway. Don't worry about failing. Worry about how you behave, how you treat people through a process. That's more important. And it sounds like yeah. what you're telling me is that you're you're proud of the reputation that you have. Not so much that everyone thinks that you're perfect at everything you do or you're a multi-billionaire, but that Dave Mamano's a good guy. I like him. He's a good person. And that's that's more valuable, isn't it, than a bank account? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think people... Um they they know that I'm authentic, right? Like I'm not I'm not shouting from the mountaintops that I'm a billionaire because um, I'm not, right? So I'm not trying to be something I'm I'm not, um, but I'm, I'm trying to just be who I am. And if you follow me on social media, um, you know if if I'm if I'm having a struggle, you, you'll probably know it because that's what I'm posting about, right? That's those are sure. the, maybe the the videos or the quotes that I'm posting about because they're helping me get through a time, right? And, um, and, and then when I'm having a great day, I'm, I'm posting that too. And I'm having a bad day. I'm, I'm posting about that as well. So I'm just being, what's your favorite, what's sorry, what's your favorite social media platform? If people want to check you out, you know, it's kind of tied. I, 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 every day I'm using LinkedIn and Facebook. So guys, if you want to, if you want to find David, go to either LinkedIn and, uh, just type in David Bamano. Do you, do you accept, uh, invitations to connect from strangers, Dave? On LinkedIn, I take everybody. On Facebook, you know, my personal page is a little filter on my personal page. I want to make sure it makes sense. You know, I mean, if you're, you know, a 95-year-old farmer in Arkansas, I'm not sure we're the best fit. Um, But but I do have a professional uh, fan page, too. So that, you just like it, and you can follow my stuff there as well. And what is that, if they want to look for it? Yeah, just search David Romano. That'll come up. It's uh, I think it's Facebook.com slash Dave Romano. Okay, cool. Dave, this has been a fantastic discussion. I want to encourage anybody, if you're an entrepreneur, thinking about entrepreneurship, you're interested in building even a uh, reputation-based brand, there's a lot you could learn from Dave. I would encourage you to check out his Avanti Entrepreneur Network. Just go to Avanti, that's A-V-A-N-T-I, entrepreneur.com, avantientrepreneur.com. And if you are in this region, you want to check out a really great speaker series and event, Look it up. It's October 16th and the 18th in Rochester, New York. And uh, there's some information on Dave's site regarding that. Dave, thanks again for joining me here on The Currency. Mike Gaston, you're one of my favorite people in the world, and I really appreciate the opportunity. Well, I'm grateful. Just for all the compliments you gave me, I feel like I need to have you back on as often as possible. <laughs> you know, just re listen to this podcast every morning, you know? That's right. I'll play it. My wife, my <laughs> wife will uh, grow tired of it. I'll be like the little kid that wants to read the same storybook every night. But Dave, <laughs> seriously, 
Congratulations <laughs> on all your success and thank you for your candor today. I, I feel like you really gave a lot of value and I look forward to seeing uh, continued success and, and, and maybe having you back on the show. So thank you. Well, you too, Mike, you're doing great things. You and Lydia have done, you know, raised a beautiful family and you're, you're great things in Rochester and the community. Glad you're here. And, and once again, feel very blessed that we were able to meet. Oh, thanks, Dave. And guys, if you want to follow me, I'll throw out some information. You can get me on Twitter at Mike Gaston. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast. You can find The Currency on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, anywhere that fine podcasts are provided. Guys, I love you all. Thank you for your time, and I'll check you guys in the next episode.